Okay, good evening, everybody. Let's see where we are here. Good evening, everybody. Okay. So, uh, it's, uh, let me move it back a drop here. Okay. Um, good evening, and um, and welcome. I wanted to have this uh, discussion with you um, uh, in the midst of all of this this craziness which we're which we're all experiencing, uh, with the recognition uh, that this is uh, an an especially difficult period. And a special, especially difficult challenge uh, for for singles, for people, uh, especially for people who are living alone. And I wanted to have a chance to um, to uh, to talk to you about it and to hear from you about it. Um, what I would suggest and recommend, what we've been doing on a lot of these Zoom conferences, talking about preparing for Pesach, is for people to use the chat feature, uh, which you can find in the whatever, however your screen is set up. And many of them, it's under participants. You have a little chat where you can send me a private question or you can send the question that everybody sees. And I will try to be able to respond to the questions that way. Uh, right now, it's pretty quiet on the line, so I'm not muting everybody. But, uh, you know, at any time, if it gets a little noisy and you don't want to mute your own phones, I'll... Uh, I'll, I will mute all. Okay, so we've all been taken by storm by this uh, by this challenge of COVID nineteen, and um, the public health recommendation, which is absolutely critical, is that we slow flatten the curve, as the as the phrase is out there. Okay, I'm, I'm going to mute. I'm going to mute everybody because we're getting the feedback. Hold on. Okay, so we're going to that we we need to flatten the curve of this from from growing and spreading by by limiting by limiting social contact by limiting the circulation of uh, of this uh, through social distancing through people really staying inside. Uh, the slogan which we have adopted is one which was coined by a group of public health experts that says, stay home, save lives. And it says it, and it says it concisely. Um, people going out and about is an extremely bad idea. It's a bad idea for the public, for sure, because even people who think that they won't get really sick uh, because they read things about how this disease really only affects the more vulnerable, um, they still pick it up, they carry it, they shed it, and they go from one place to another and they bring the, the, the virus which they picked up in one place and they bring it to someplace else. So everybody has a responsibility for public health not to do it. It's also, it's foolhardy because nobody is invulnerable to this Actually, unfortunately, uh, I'm sure by now all of you have heard stories of people who don't fit the classic profile and, um, 
And nevertheless, Le'oleinu are really, really having a hard time with this. So nobody should act uh, complacent about it. And uh, stay home, save lives is very, very, very important. Uh, there are too many people who are not taking it seriously. And, uh, and uh, I will just repeat it over and over again, that that's what we have to do. However, for some people this is hard, and for some people this is worse than hard. Uh, for, for everybody it's hard, you know, to, to not be able to go to work. Many businesses are suffering, some of them are shuddering. Um, people can't shop properly for Pesach, people have to cancel, you know, this vacation, that vacation. Um, and they end up having to make Pesach at home. They have to, they have to make Shabbos at home. Uh, but for people who are, who are uh, living alone, or, or even sometimes for singles with roommates, um, it would still be something which is going to be extra hard to imagine Shabbos after Shabbos this way, to imagine Pesach after Pesach this way. And I want to tell you that uh, I, I've been involved in many, many discussions over the past uh, week, 10 days, um, both amongst Rabbanim and community leaders and public health experts. And, and everyone recognizes this difficulty and everyone wants to do something about this difficulty. And I'm going to talk to you about what we can do about this difficulty. Uh, there, there, there is this great fear, and the fear is that given that so many in the community haven't taken things seriously, we're afraid of opening up a crack that everybody's going to take their hands and pull wide open and just storm through. You know, if we don't prescribe absolute social distancing, so then, you know, people will take all kinds of liberties, and they are taking all kinds of liberties. But nevertheless, we feel, and it's, will be, it's reflected in forthcoming statements, that um, there has to be an etza, there has to be a way to, uh, to, to, to balance the needs of people who would be experiencing chas v'sholem, you know, being all the way by themselves. Uh, there are some people who are here on the line who I have spoken to already privately who have asked me this question and they've heard what I've advised, what we've, I've advised them. Again, it's not my own thing, it's consistent. And that is that you should not be all the way by yourself. But you can't do what you usually do. Meaning, if usually you'll, you like to spend Shabbos with different people, you can't spend this Shabbos with one person, and next Shabbos with another person, the first Seder with one family, and the second Seder with another family, and uh, the last days with a, with, with a third family. The, the problem here is circulating germs from one circle to another. Families that are living in a house that are very, very careful and strict about observing the stay home, save lives doctrine, the social distancing doctrine. So of course they all brought their germs from wherever, but they're now in a closed circle. And they'll have what they have between themselves. They're not bringing in stuff from others and they're not bringing their stuff out to others. As soon as you let somebody in, you're broadening the circle. However, hey, who says that there only has to be five people in the house? Maybe there could be six people in the house. So if you want to join a house as the sixth member or as the third member 
You don't have to sleep there every night. But you have to be equally rigorous about social distancing and keeping away from anybody but this particular family, because otherwise it's not, you can't do it. If you go to family A this Shabbos, and they're introducing you into their circle as, a, as another member, and you're introducing them into your circle as another member, and then you go or they go and they are with another family the next night, then now you have these two overlapping circles. And if you go to somebody for the last days, you have these three overlapping circles, and that's not, that's not the right way to do So what we need to figure out, and I give this to you as the short solution, and then I'm going to pause, I want to take whatever your thoughts or your questions is we need to find for ourselves a circle that we can be within and hopefully stay within. A family, friends, where you'll all individually be careful to maintain the social distancing and they will just come to, to, to include you. Um, the, the, the ability to do this, you know, if, you're, if we're talking about you know, regular, younger, single, symptom-free, not coming from a, a dangerous area, area where there's been a lot of transmission. You know, it would be something which could be done now. If you are coming from any kind of context of transmission, it absolutely behooves you to wait 14 days in this essentially this essential quarantine, 14 days symptom-free before doing that, which if you do that now, you still can wait until Pesach. You'll still, you'll still be, Be'ezus Hashem, with God's help, okay for Pesach. That's the general, the general outline. You have to choose a narrow, a narrow uh, a body system. I'll read to you from, more or less, this is more or less the text of a statement which we're going to be making, which is, individuals living alone are couples who are completely unable to prepare for Pesach, may choose to self-quarantine for 14 days. And then, if asymptomatic, may choose to join with a welcoming local family that has been similarly disciplined in staying home and has limited their interactions outside the home to the absolute minimum as described above. They may join one family only for the duration, without additional guests, and must carefully observe the mandated standards of scrupulous hygiene and social distancing. It's a very serious matter, and, you know, there's, there's a hopefully something which can help to be a solution for, for many of you. Um, the, the issues of last-minute preparation for Pesach, I've been giving a number of talks which, uh, which, which we've tried to circulate. Um, I just did the third one tonight about making Pesach yourself a little bit more. But we do want that, that, this, uh, that this option should be there and realize that this is just an exceptionally hard time uh, for everyone, and especially especially for the for the community of singles. So I'm going to pause now to take a breath, and I'm going to ask you. I don't see any questions yet on the chat, but I'm going to ask you if there are any questions, to please share them and raise them. Questions or comments. Um, I, I hope what I said was clear, and I hope what I said demonstrates the 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 concern which which everyone has had in call after call to make sure that we, there's a solution for the community of, of singles in this matter. I'll unmute also if somebody wants to orally ask a question. Can I ask a question? Sure. 
I, I, I think that's a very, very fine and thoughtful and sensitive question. Um, and what I, what I would suggest is that, uh, that if, you're going, if you have a plan to join with a family, which you will need to be able to do for yourself, I think there are a lot of other options in terms of being able to do those chasadim other than doing the deliveries. And, um, you know, to, 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 to both be out there going to the stores and doing the deliveries and then putting yourself into another family situation is not something that I could counsel you to do or think that you could do. I think you find yourself, you have the ability to do chesed, but the chesed doesn't have to be the kind which is going to be out there and making it hard for you to be accepted into a family's orbit on Pesach. Does that, does that address your question? Hello? Okay. It does. Okay, good. Thank you. Um, here's a question. I can do the self-quarantine, but my roommate is still going to work. Uh, do you have any suggestions? Roommate means roommate itself, not, not apartment mate. Um, I would like to move into a married friend, but I can't take responsibility for my roommate. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a challenge and a, and, a, and a problem. Apartment mate. Okay, apartment mate rather than roommate. So, um, so, you know, I think if it's an apartment mate, I think you have to figure out between yourselves to, um, to, 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 to you're, that you'd be able to do a self-quarantine and not be around each other too much. You would be able to perfectly. I don't think you could do absolutely perfectly, but I think you could do well enough to be responsible. So that means that when your roommates, when your roommates, uh, uh, you should spend most of the time inside your room, which is not much different than every other self-quarantine. Most of the time inside your room, um, you might make a division of the apartment with your roommate where you say, look, I don't want to sit in my room the whole time. Uh, maybe I'll take the living room and you'll take the dining room or, uh, or I'll take the kitchen. And that way, you know, you can get into the kitchen to get your stuff. And uh, you, who, who are self-quarantined, could put the food from the kitchen out for her into her area. And... Uh, and uh, it's true you might be exposed to some surfaces and stuff like that, but again, if you're not around when she's around so much and you'll just, she'll call ahead and you could bring out the food or something like that, uh, you know, it could be okay. And you could, you know, you could carefully clean surfaces. So I think you have to find a way together to navigate that the level of, of uh, quarantine which you'll have will be strong and self-quarantine enough will be, will be strong and reasonable, you know, in this situation. 
and I, I'm not exaggerating, and as I, I shared uh, over the last day what a very level-headed and responsible and not panic-driven uh, physician in the community he has asked me to share, which is that when people go out to the store or they go out to work, when they come home, the first thing they should do is take their clothes and put them in the washing machine and take a shower and change. Um, there's stuff out there. There's stuff out there, and we have to slow its spread. We don't have a choice. We have to slow its spread. It's, uh, uh, you know, lives depend on it. So, you know, roommates, I know sometimes roommates are not the easiest of relationships, apartment mates, but you have to sit down and figure out a way where you're able to maintain your quarantine. Your friend feels she needs to go to work. She'll need to go to work, but it should, it should be done in a way where you each keep each other your own space, and hopefully that'll be able to work. I hope that's able to work for you. Is cautious, you can feel to write back if you need more clarity on the chat, please. Is cautious social distancing for 14 days acceptable to then go to a family for Pesach? Meaning, I will be leaving my house to go for needed groceries, and I'm having meals with one other person who's also social distancing and not going to work. Um, you know, to, to, to the, the, the needed groceries thing is the biggest worry. Um, and I would just encourage every limitation possible. You know, if, it's, if, if you can order from Amazon, Amazon Fresh, even if it doesn't come in 45 minutes, uh, you know, just, just try to limit that going out. There's a simple word which is being used by government, which is being used by public health, and that is essential. Essential is even stronger than needed. And, um, you know, if, if you're one other person and you're both social distancing and you're, and you're both not going to work and you're really, 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 really limiting those trips out there, uh, yeah, you have to tell the family. I think, I think that's, that's acceptable, but n- not if you're going to one of these full grocery stores, you know, every other day. No, I don't think that that is. You know, order, order from any of our... Our, our, our restaurants who are, who are open and happy to deliver. Um, just find, find ways to limit those trips outside. Stay home, save lives. What does asymptomatic mean for the two-week quarantine? I know according to the CDC, the symptoms are fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath. If during the two-week quarantine I don't have those symptoms, but have other things like headaches, runny nose, etc., is that still okay to be considered, considered okay after the two weeks? Um, I think, by the way, you have to be asymptomatic pretty much at the, asymptomatic for 48 hours, you know, towards the end, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm not the doctor here, and I'm also, like, extremely tired at this point in time. Um, so I don't know if I can answer every specific question. But... Um, uh, you know, runny nose, some say could be a symptom of coronavirus because coronavirus also produces colds. Um, but I think that most people are, would say that if you don't have any of those other uh, symptoms, fever, dry cough, shortness, or breath, certain, some include muscle aches, I think, um, and uh, there have been no fever. And I, fever doesn't mean that you're burning up, but, you know, even like, you know, temperature taken, even something with a 99 plus on it. 
So then that's, uh, I think that's considered asymptomatic. But uh, even somebody who has symptoms now, if you've completed a 14-day quarantine and have been 48 hours without, without, uh, without symptoms, at the end of it, I believe, I believe that that's already, already allowed out. I want to know that that uh, not just to feel good, but I I, I just I, I, a number of you have communicated with me uh, over the past week, let's say, and uh, for everyone who's communicated, there's many many others who are there and who aren't on this call, and we know it's a big issue, and I I want to know that what we've laid out here is going to be helpful for you and help you to get through this. Um, it's very important for you to maintain contact, and the virtual contact is a big deal. And, uh, you know, not just the playful virtual contact of the WhatsApp groups or whatever else, but just, you know, to really talk to somebody, to really talk to each other, and uh, to find some way or another for, for not a total ban on physical distance. Again, heaven forbid, if anybody's actually symptomatic, that's a different story. And that one has to be extremely careful, and that's that's what quarantine means. But um, but short of that, I hope that what we're discussing gives you a pathway. I hope what it gives you a pathway so that you don't have to be dreading uh, the coming weeks more than the rest of us, uh, or substantially more than the rest of us. I really hope so. I, I want to give it another uh, minute or two if anybody has any other questions that they want to pose on the chat or express orally. I don't have to get off in a minute, but I, I, uh, I don't want to waste your time either, if, uh, if, uh, if not. If anybody has any other Pesach question, it's also fine. I'm happy to do that, too. Uh, Rabbi, I have a question. Sure. Hello? Yes, listening. Uh, Um, I'm not familiar right now with any specific resource in the context of what's going on with, uh, with COVID. Um, I'm not familiar right now with any specific resource that's created just, you know, for anybody who, who, who's, who's unfamiliar. Um, if it's at all possible, if you could think of someone who's familiar, uh, it might be easier because it's just, there's a certain amount of, of, uh, of caution that people are exercising, and I think it's very understandable, and uh, you know it's ideal if it's uh, if it's someone who would be familiar to you, who you have a relationship with already. If you don't find one, so I would say you know it would be you should reach out, reach out to a rav or your rav or, or whatever. You know I can I can try to help if I can, but I I, I you know as well, but but uh, you know. Try to try to give it some thought. I think uh, again. I, I don't know of a, a pool resource for this right now at this point in time. I'm sorry about that. Um, I'm sorry if you mentioned this regularly this before. Um, is this a regular shear? This is not a regular shear. This is a special shear for this this uh, time which is going on now, for the issue which is going on now.
Oh, okay. Thank you, thank you. Um, um, okay. Uh, I want to just catch up on a couple of the texts. I don't have a specific question about this as it applies to the coronavirus per se, but if you could address how to deal with Pesach as someone who does not spend Yomta with family. Uh, the, the the look yamim tovim are uh, for us. I think what's important to know is that, um, of course, it's not. Uh, let's put Corona aside, but uh, you know every. Every Jewish family at the beginning of the Pesach Seder says, uh, They want people who don't have a, uh, a natural fam- familial context to be able to spend Yom Tov with, to be able to come in and to be able to be welcome and to expand their family that way. They're, they're, sometimes people feel like they're being a burden that they're, they have to come and to be whatever, a fifth wheel, wheel or something like that. And, you know, I could just tell you, not just from our end, but from so many others, of course, sometimes it works out to have someone, sometimes it doesn't work out to have somebody, but um, we, we have a notion of extended family. We have a notion of extended family, of opening our house, homes, hachnosas archim, in the fullest sense, in the truest sense, in a way that is that 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 you should understand that that you as a as a as a guest who joins the family are adding and enhancing the family and it's welcome and appreciated and uh, you know when the carbon pesach was brought in mitzrayim it wasn't all family the Torah says sometimes they would include people i'm going to just i'm going to mute again the uh, I'm going to mute again just so that we avoid that. Okay, and if anybody has a question, they can write it. But again, so I think that uh, that uh, just understand that that you're you're not just taking, you're giving, you're really really enhancing the tables around which you sit. Next question: Will this aid to be publicized so the families will know to be open to singles for the buddy system? Yes, it will be publicized. It will be publicized. We're working on it right now. So for what one writes about a concern about several of us have difficulty finding a place to belong for Yom Tov on a regular basis. And, you know, I can only uh, say I, I, I understand and, uh, and empathize and empathize and, um, and uh, you know, wish and, and, and want you know, to help to, to find a solution uh, that, that uh, fam- there should be more families who would be looking for that enhancement to their family, to have, uh, to have someone like you with them. Um, it's a difficult time to, to initiate such a solution, you know, given everything which is going on, but I hear you, I hear you very much, and... Uh, and uh, feel for the difficulty. Yes, okay. So the, the question about, okay. 
Um, please, oh, someone asked me not to read this out loud, so I will not read it out loud. Yes, so, so someone wrote about their, their uh, challenges of, uh, of isolation, their social, and, um, and have a really difficult time with this situation, and finding themselves emotional and depressed in isolation. Uh, and um, I understand that very, very much. Um, very much. I, I, I can imagine. I, I can try to imagine. I, I don't say, I'm going to say I can imagine. I want to try to imagine. Um, and uh, I would again just say, I, I don't know in terms of your friends, um, if you can, if you can identify, if you've been strictly observing the social distancing and the isolation, and you can choose one friend who's also been strictly doing the same thing, and you want to get together, the two of you, religiously, so to speak, consistently, I think that's responsible and okay. If you haven't been observing it so much, so then it would be, it would be more difficult. But again, if you're completely symptom-free and you've been observing the social isolation, the two of you can make that choice if you would both benefit so much from each other's company. And if you have somebody else who lives in the house, so then you can't impose that upon them, so then, again, try to steer clear of that person that you're that you're that you're living with but uh, complete physical isolation is also not uh, not a good thing and there's a, a weighing here of things again we understand how careful we have to be about talking about this because because when i see you know eight people riding down the street in bikes in a close group and you know mothers taking walks together outside but close to each other with their kids it, it's uh, it's very very concerning would it be possible for Rabbi Howard to speak about how to handle the freeze on dating during Corona? Um, yeah, so I, I think it's just something that we have to do, you know, and wait to pass. Um, you know, I've gotten a number of questions from people, like I think many have discussed about the dating thing. I, I just don't know that it's uh, it's a good thing to... I mean, I, I don't think it's at all wise for a young man and young woman to go together in a car. Uh, you know, that's not social distancing. Um, and to go someplace outdoors where he drives there and she drives there and then they'll sit six feet apart. It's a little, a little strained and, and, uh, and, um, and, you know, hard to, hard to, hard to manage. Um, if someone feels a tremendous, tremendous need, so you know maybe that would be appropriate, you know, to start off with great care for an hour, and then continue, you know, virtually continue a little bit by FaceTime and things like that. Uh, I'm personally not a big fan of significant amount of dating via FaceTime because it's just you know, having a feel about someone, it's really not the same when it's virtual as when it's in person. And I, I don't think it's a great way of doing things if there's already been an in-person time, but you can't build a relationship too much without the give and take of a of human, direct, personal, present uh, 
present, physical presence interaction. So it's hard. It's hard to have that part of life on hold as well. Um, but it's one of the it's, it's one of the hardships. There, there are a lot of hardships going on here. People are losing their businesses and jobs and everything else, and this is just a freeze. So, um, so uh, you know, I, I, I don't know that I would counsel doing anything other than that. Can we do a singles event via Zoom or something? Um, you know, I'm more than happy. I don't know what a singles event would look like uh, via Zoom, but I, I'm more than happy that, uh, that after I get off, there could be a chat here about arranging something like that. Um, unfortunately, I won't be able to stay on much longer, but uh, you know, I think people want to chat with each other and try to set something up. You know, Matov, I, I certainly would be very happy whatever comes out of this. But again, just limit what can be accomplished uh, in terms of relationship building electronically. You need to do that in person. It's my two cents for what it's worth. Asking for a friend who is listening but having tech issues. Okay, and I shouldn't read it, read it aloud, so I won't. If a, if a person is currently working to go to other people for Shabbos or Yom Tiv, it's very, very tricky. It's very, very tricky. Um, it's very, very tricky. Uh, you know, bringing stuff in from other places to that person's home. I, I can't uh, counsel it. The only thing that I, in consultation with public health experts, was able to, to, uh, to do that is if people truly observe some kind of self-quarantine for the couple of weeks and are symptom-free, so then they could responsibly introduce themselves to another family. Uh, I know that that's not a complete solution because, like you say, for the person who is working, but I, I, uh, I, I don't know exactly what to say. I don't know exactly what to say in that, in, in the, in that situation. Um, can they work with very, very strong social distancing? I, I don't know what you do. And um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. Could they be there at the Shabbos or Yonta with very, very strong social distancing? Perhaps. But it has to be uh, done very thoughtfully, very responsibly, very much agreed upon by the family. And again, one family, not going in and out to a number of families. That would be disastrous. Just one family is all that could be possibly discussed. Please don't read out loud. So someone's asking me about, about um, if a couple's been seeing each other and now are switching to FaceTime. So again, if you feel like you have a good sense of each other, I don't think you have to discontinue the relationship. Uh, continue on FaceTime, but moderately. Don't, don't, don't build it in an, in an unreal world. Don't build it virtually like into something huge. Maintain it but make sure not to intensify it too much. Uh, I know that's hard to measure. Maintain the relationship, grow it slightly, but don't build it too much. Life is very real. We don't live life via text. We don't live life via FaceTime. We live life right with each other. And uh, dating is hard enough to make realistic even when two people are together. They're all act we're all acting all the time, you know that. And... Uh, the, the more of that there is, the better, the better off we are.
So some limited continuation so that it doesn't go cold. But don't uh, make it, you know, bring it to a gallop, you know, electronically. That's what I would suggest. Okay. I, um, I'm very, very glad. I'm very, very glad that we had this chance to spend some time talking about this issue. I hope that you have found it somewhat helpful. And that I hope, Ezra Hashem, I hope and pray, I hope and pray, we daven, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will, will stop and stem this magefa, this plague, and those who are ill should be better. And uh, anybody should be protected from further illness. But it's really going to take our efforts, as well as our tefillos, please stay home as much as possible. Stay home, save lives, and be very, very careful. And look out for each other. Talk to each other. Connect to each other. Even if you have to be physically distant, but the social network is critical. Okay? God willing, we're going to get out on the other side of this, and we'll have lots of good stories to tell, I hope. I really hope and pray. Soon, soon, soon. Okay, thank you.